0: I originally was going to release this episode on Sunday, however, with the tragic events that happened at Club Q in Colorado Springs, I just didn't think it was in good taste. So I did want some time to pass before I published this for you guys. Uh, but just a reminder, you know, especially with this happening on Transgender Day of Remembrance, it's important that the LGBTQI plus community does stick together because we are constantly at a war that we shouldn't be having to fight, but we do, and we need to stay strong. Hopefully, this episode for Reinvention Tour, and I'm going to tell you a secret, will bring some level of comfort, even if only a little bit. So please enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Madonna Get Together. I am your host, Wayne. And I went ahead and brought Mervyn back because guess what? We're talking about American life. And I think it's only appropriate that we continue talking about the promotional tour for American life, which was called the reinvention tour. Uh, reinvention tour was made up of a lot of more hits than we originally were expecting and i know a lot of fans were excited about that much more than what drowned world offered which was more um which madonna has candidly said was very self-indulgent um but reinvention tour basically gave fans and like casual fans what they were looking for in a concert let's go ahead and jump in we're gonna do this the way that i did the other tour for John World Tour, I am going to put a timer on and you are going to have a minute to talk about your favorite performance from each section. And I will also have a minute to talk about my favorite performances from each section. So we're going to go ahead and just jump in with the first section, which I don't know if it has a name. I'm just calling it the Marie Antoinette section, which includes... Yes which I'm going to lump in The Beast Within, Vogue, Nobody Knows Me, and Frozen. So you have a minute to tell me what your favorite performance is and why. And go.
1: Okay, so my favorite performance in this section is definitely Vogue. After that like amazing um, introduction with The Beast Within, then we get Vogue and we've had Vogue for so many years. As you said, the last tour, Drown World, was very light on early hits. So when you hear Vogue, when you hear that sound and then she comes up and she's doing all yoga and you've got all the people and the colours, it was just like, wow, she's she's amazing, she's back. And she looked amazing um, compared to what she's like in the Drama World Tour. And she was like, yes, she's here. And it was it was absolutely flawless. Um, and not even that she didn't sing it live, but that didn't matter. When she was climbing, she was walking on her hands and, doing all these things, it was just like the euphoric Madonna that we'd wanted. Even though we'd love Drum World, this was like, yes, Vogue again. Is that a minute?
0: Perfect timing. Yes. Woo! (laughs) Uh, I'm going to agree with you. I think Vogue is a very standout performance. You're opening it up with your biggest pop hit. And it got everyone on their feet. It got them excited and knew what we were in for. And I, what I also liked about it is that there was kind of a nod back to the Marie Antoinette performance that she did for the MTV Awards, which has been voted one of her best or the best MTV Award performance of her career. I think even more so than Brittany, the the one with Britney and Christina. But great way to open up a show. If you're going to open it up, open up with a bank. And like you said, we hadn't heard it in years. So yes. That's my minute. Hey. (laughs) So let's go into the next section, which I'm calling the military section. And with that, we have American life, express yourself, burning up material girl. And that's it. And that's what I'm going to throw in. So I want you to tell me your favorite performance and start
1: now. Oh, so this is a really difficult one. Um, It's between American life and express yourself, but Ah, uh, I'm gonna go with American Life. Um, because it was just brought to life on stage. It was just so powerful. The war zone, the video in the background, the um stage descending from the ceiling, just how the energy, the um the dancers. It was just like nothing we'd seen from before. For it to bring to bring that to life and create it on stage was just awe-inspiring, jaw-dropping. American Life, Express Yourself, really second. But yeah, definitely I'll have to go with American Life.
0: This one is a hard one for me too. I am going to go with Burning Up. I think it's a song that had not been performed since the Virgin tour. She's playing on the guitar. And, you know, American Life would probably be my second. And Express Yourself, my third. But um, I think Express Yourself lacked a lot of the energy. Plus... This is the start of her starting to remove parts of the song. So she removed the bridge from the song of Express Yourself, which annoyed me to no end. Um, That's why it's not my, (laughs) that's why it can't be my favorite. (laughs) But yes, Burning Up, I would have to go with Burning Up just because of the heavy driven guitar and the way that she performs it with so much energy.
1: Um, Comparing this version of Burning Up to the one on Rebel Heart, what's your thoughts on that?
0: Reinvention, still.
1: Yes. Do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: do, you, do you have a preference?
1: I think it's reinvention. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I felt like um Rebel Heart wasn't as necessary, whereas, like you said, no one had heard this even when it was on the Virgin tour. Yeah. It wasn't released on the VHS, was it? So we wanted to hear this song. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely.
0: I think it also made sense with the theme here, whereas I don't feel like it made sense in Rebel Heart in that theme.
1: Yeah, because it came after bitch, and Madonna didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah, 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 yeah,
0: for oh, I have my own, I have my own problems with that tour, but it's also a really good tour. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's yet to come. <laughs> <laughs> the next section is the circus. I don't know what would you call that section of the tour. So we get Hollywood, hanky panky, deeper and deeper, die another day, and lament.
1: Yeah. Circus is, it's like a dark circus, isn't it? Almost. Um, yeah. Dark circus, I think would be a a nice.
0: What would be your, what would be your favorite performance and why?
1: I think it has to be Lament just for the vocal as wow. Mm -hmm. I I, I think I also love Hollywood just because Cloud, I was in love with Cloud um, when he's got that little cocky jumping around with the skateboarder and he's like the, um, the the, the circus ringleader. I watch him all day. Yeah because this tour was the first time was in, in, introduced carl wasn't it
0: yeah it was actually yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah so he he was he blew me away so i could watch him jump about the stage yeah <laughs> <I guess. So, laughs> all day so yeah i really enjoyed that hollywood remix even though she weren't on stage it was just a nice sort of like yeah hanky panky it's fine. Deeper, deeper. Slow down a bit. Kylie, she'd done it before. Die Another Day. Oh, Die Another Day. Sorry, uh, I'm... I'm you're, like, at oh, time. Oh, no. you're at time. What? Lament! Lament! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're cool. <laughs>
0: Alright, now I'm going to go... Um, oh, There's so many good ones. I know. Um, shit. I, I'm going to go with Deeper and Deeper just because I liked the reinvented Version that she gave us. I know it was slower, but it was just different. Gosh, but it was great to hear Hanky Panky again. That was a surprise. That's one of those kind of nod to the fans. I was glad that we got Lament. You're right. Credible vocals. Die another day. Meh. Um. And then Hollywood. Really like that song. Well, I mean, I don't. I do like the song. I just, I just don't think it fits in a performance. It, it doesn't sound to me like a song you perform. And she's performed it quite a lot. <laughs> quite a yeah. lot. Um but yeah I'm gonna go with deeper and deeper. Just the vocals. The the vocals and the treatment of the song. Okay. Now we're going into bedtime stories. Nothing fails don't tell me like a prayer mother and father and imagine. I am just calling this section Dark Lady. <laughs>
1: oh yeah i don't know if (laughs) i don't
0: know if these are um if there were actual themes because i think some people call it the parisian theme but then she switched things up because when she performed don't tell me she originally did a parisian themed opening to the song where you hear kind of like this accordion and um things playing but then she changed it to bittersweet symphony and so and then she changed the backgrounds to be london So that performance kind of evolved because she ended up like stretching it out a lot. Um, But without us (laughs) getting too deep into it, why don't you tell me what your favorite performance was from this section?
1: My favorite is the Bittersweet Symphony version of Don't Tell Me. It it gets me every time. The Parisian one's nice, but when you you hear those strings um, Mm -hmm. from the verve, um, or of the Rolling Stones, whatever yeah. you want you, to. But yeah, that that was brilliant. And a big shout out as well, also to um, Bedtime Story, the Orbital mm-hmm. remix. And she looks amazing, like I mean, she was all over the photocopier or whatever yeah. it was. But yeah, perfect.
0: It was almost like That's we got amazing. a second video for that song. Yes,
1: yes. It reminded me of almost like um, Paradise Not for Me, what we got on the um, Yeah, Grand world. So it was like a high, like high. Um, tech sort of like um obviously money being spent on it and she looked amazing in both of them but yeah i was so glad we got that
0: my choice i'm gonna go with like a prayer i know it's kind of a basic answer but it was a song we had not seen her perform since the Bond ambition tour uh and she did perform it on mtv's on station on the record and i remember like jumping up and down like physically jumping up and down excited because we had not heard her perform the song in so long but hearing it on this tour was very refreshing for me and sahita garrett was the the featured vocalist and i want to go into sahita garrett for just a minute um because she has later come out because i was excited sahita garrett wrote man in the mirror wrote i just can't stop loving you and was the duet vocal with michael Jackson on that song. And it was great to see Madonna work with another kind of person in the music industry that is that had been well known for something. Um and also Sahita Garrett has sung on Madonna Tracks, I believe, on the True Blue album. I True can't remember Blue. which songs they were, but um so Sahita Garrett is is kind of interconnected with these pop icons like Michael Jackson and herself. Uh so it was great to hear hear her but then she came out with this someone like interviewed her for something and she had, she was very negative towards Donna Delory because Donna oh. Dory had made the comment kind of like you know I worked for Madonna for so many years and I've never gotten a solo and I guess Sahita Garrett took offense to that because we know that Madonna's not going to ask Donna Delory to sing that section like a prayer Um. Yeah. so I think Maybe the comment may was maybe um misinterpreted or misunderstood about Donna DeWory. But Sahidi Garrett just had like this very kind of like smug, condescending attitude when she was talking about her experience because she kept referring to to Donna as this other singer. And I'm just like <laughs> Bitch, come on. Like Yeah.
1: So she didn't respect she didn't respect Donna's history with Madonna, the fact that she's been with her throughout all this time, and then she would just.
0: And then Sahita walks on stage that. and gets a solo. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And
0: I think Donna, I think Donna recognized that. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a white soprano girl. I'm not going to sing this section. Donna's of white always prayer. been
1: there to support Madonna's voice, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah. Whereas Nikki had the power to do mm-hmm. the gospel. Yeah. So it
0: makes it makes sense. I will say Sahita's doesn't have a lot of power behind her voice <laughs> you No, know, not i would say that her solo on like a prayer is probably not my favorite but i liked the performance of like a prayer because we we got to hear this song again the only downside is that there was no actual choir on stage with her
1: what do you think of imagine on a side note
0: uh i think i used to like it when i originally heard it on tour but after that i'm like nah i don't I don't think I liked yeah, it. <laughs> it's not yeah. it's not bad. I loved what she did with it. I loved what she tried to do. I think as far as in the moment in the moment on tour, I loved it. It was great. I loved rewatching it when it was time to watch the full concert again. I didn't like the I didn't like it in I'm going to tell you a secret and I when I go back and I listen to Reinvention Tour now, it feels like a song I want to skip.
1: Yeah, same here.
0: I get what she was doing with it. I, I don't think she did a horrible job. I just don't. She she also tried to milk that song. It was on um, this compilation that was included with Q magazine. She sang it on um, a telethon milk for
1: Haiti.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. she, uh, the telethon for Haiti, and I believe there is an actual studio recording of the song, but it was never officially released.
1: Okay and I
0: would have loved to hear the studio version, not mm. the live version
1: but it did say a lot of the things that she was saying herself, so I understand yeah. why she was yeah. so attracted to it but it it made sense yeah. it
0: fit where it fit the the theme it fit where it was in the concert. I just looking back, I just don't think it was i don't think it's her best vocals mm. um, and I don't think. Uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of like when I hear other people sing Madonna songs. It yeah. might be great in that moment. And I, I can definitely enjoy someone else singing a Madonna song. But when I have to go back and revisit it, I don't want to hear Madonna sing Imagine. I want to hear John Lennon sing Imagine. And yeah. I don't... Yeah, least, yeah. Just like I wouldn't want to hear somebody else singing like a prayer. I want to hear Madonna sing like a prayer. Yeah. So it's like that. It's not disres- It's not like a disrespect to say, oh, Madonna's version is horrible. It's just like, listen, if I'm going to have to go back and listen to the song Imagine Again, it's going to be John Lennon's version.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, so we got to the last part and we went off track a little bit. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: but the last section of the show is what I'm calling the kilt section. It's, it's yes. this opening with bagpipes, Susan McCloud, Into the Groove, Papa Don't Preach, crazy for you music and closes with holiday with no encore just straight into holiday boom the concert ends so tell me your favorite performance from this section
1: so that's a big section way i know um gonna choose right gonna, I, okay so it's gotta be uh <laughs> i don't know um i know i said I, I don't like the hollywood into into the groove but this with the pipes when um, Stuart comes on with the drum and mm-hmm. then the other guy's like, that gives me goosebumps. And, and it should have worked. Into the groove should not be with Scottish bagpipes and stuff, but when she's dancing with the bagpipe mm-hmm. player and stuff, I, I just love it. But also, Holiday, where she's doing like the yoga moves and, yeah. and, and And it just puts a completely different spin on it after what we'd had with the, the, um, the pimped up version in Drum World. And obviously, Holly, Holiday has always been reinvented. And this one, I think, was really, really inventive and really brave because it's a really different version of Holiday. And at the end, where it just explodes. Yeah. I think it was just like, perfect closer. So, yeah, this section's been the hardest to choose a favourite because then you've got Crazy For You, popping ah... I could choose them all. Sorry. <laughs>
0: I feel the very same way. This this last section is is packed with hits. I'm going to have to go with Crazy for You. Again, it's one that we have not heard in so many years since the Virgin tour. And just to see her. And she raises up on that platform. So she's on the end of the stage where it just kind of like um raises up. So she can get a better view of uh, some of the other audience members that are, that are higher up at that higher level. Um, and then at the end, she throws the shirt out into the audience. The Kabbalist Do It Better shirt. Uh, a nod to Italians Do It Better, which she wore for the Papa Don't Preach performance. Um, again, another favorite because I love Papa Don't Preach. But cra- I'm going to just go with Crazy for you just because we hadn't heard it in so long. And her voice sounded incredible.
1: It did. And I was, when I, I got the um, bootleg CD from Madison Square Gardens and DVD, and was the, I, when I listened to this, I thought, is she really singing live? Because if she is, I love her so much more because it was so powerful. Because we'd only heard it on, like you say, the Virgin Tour, and, and that was a powerful vocal as well. Yeah. So to hear her again sing it all these years later and still make me feel that way, it was just, wow. And did you notice, again, going to. um? Um, rebel heart tour when she sang it on one of those nights when she was mm-hmm. doing the impromptu version yeah. song she went and she said i've not sang this song for so many years and she was talking about the virgin tour and she actually forgot that she sang it on the <laughs> virgin tour. so if someone can if we can love it so much and the person singing it forgot they even did yeah. it it's like wow <laughs>
0: yeah you gotta think you know madonna has been doing so many performances over the years and i think she's been more active touring in the last half of her career than she was in the first half she's mm-hmm. done so many more shows she you know Madame X I think she or at least rebel heart tour she did probably like almost twice as many shows as she did for bond and mission so it's quite amazing to think that as you get older you're touring more and putting on more performances yeah. than you were when you were had more energy and when you were younger and your hip and you're needing' not you know, <laughs> break break or get replaced. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love this tour. I think when I originally finished watching the tour, I still put Drown World above it because I feel like Drown World was very artistic in so many different ways. Yeah. But as of when I think back, and you know, my pretentious mind will accept that Drown World tour is is better as a visual um experience. I feel like. Reinvention tour is just more fun. I get more out of it. Like I, I get more. Um, I'm smiling more during it.
1: I understand what you mean because I, I see Drown World tour as almost like an installation yes. where the where the, um, the the audience are watching it and she's doing her thing. And yeah, it was it was technically amazing. The songs to hear them from rave live and rave light and and music was just. Phenomenal. I went to see a um, Earl's Court, but was at the very last mm. row. So as I was actually against the wall, <laughs> literally the last last row. So my experience of it was still amazing. But when I went to Reinvention tour, um she came to Manchester and it was like ten rows from the front. And I think it's, I've told you this before. Yeah. Like, and I was going crazy, and all the people around me were just in awe. But I was just like, and she noticed, man. You can't. There was no way she didn't notice, right. man. So I like, to, I like to think that she was just like... Singing to you. I was like a muse. Yeah. yeah, so she, you know, when she just like zones in on someone because I could see her eyes of mine. So every time I could see her eyes of yeah. mine, it was just like, me, 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 yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you were giving and the, the energy.
0: You were giving her the yes, energy yes. and no one else was. So <laughs> everyone else was Warren, William Morrissey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who put all the like, uh,
1: industry in the front row, Freddie? <laughs> but another thing it's worth thinking about is if American Life... Album would have took off and would have been much more successful than it was. I don't think the tour would have looked like this, would it?
0: That's, I mean, that's a very good observation. Would it, ha- would the tour have happened sooner? And would that have impacted the amount of time that went into what she produced with Jamie King? And would it have been as fulfilling? Because she took a lot of time to put this tour together. I think she took almost yeah. a year. And according to, um, the cause she made a guest spot on Missy Elliott's like search for the next. I don't remember the name of the show, but Oh Missy yeah, Elliott. she did. And, and
1: it, when she was in the tracksuit yeah. phase
0: and, and, yes. and one of the contestants asked her, they said, how long have you been preparing for this tour? And she said my whole life. So mm. I think she put a lot of herself into this tour and it shows it. You can tell she revisited some of the past to decide which older songs she wanted to do, but she's, And she gave lots of nods to the origin of it, but she still did it in a fresh and different way. Yes. And that's, I appreciate, I appreciate her as a fan for giving us Reinvention Tour.
1: Me too, without a doubt. Because it essentially was, it
0: wasn't necessarily in support of American Life. Because it was over a year and a half later when she went on tour, yep. it, it, and you know, it's not like she was sitting there promoting American Life and promoting American Life. There was, it seemed like there was a lot of last-ditch attempts to try to get American Life to happen, and it didn't. Mm-hmm. And and instead of calling this an American Life tour or um, some sort of name that associates with the album, she completely separate this tour feels very separate from the american life album even though there are songs from american life in here
1: but even the aesthetics as well of the promotion when she's she's doing the marie antoinette look as well do you mean so hearts back like you said with um vogue from the the 1990 mtv awards and then obviously she does have that look for the beginning of the show Mm -hmm. so yeah she, she definitely worked to separate it she's she's not stupid yeah but she also was proud of them songs. There's no getting away from that. I think she's she's very proud of that album. I mean, she must be very disappointed. It, it, it didn't do as well as she would have hoped. Oh,
0: well, what I forgot to ask is, what is your favorite section from oh, re Tour?
1: It's the end section, without a doubt. Yeah. That end section could be... Yeah, it could be a mini content itself and it'd be perfect.
0: Exactly. I feel like there's there's no other section that you can really do that with. You get into the groove, Papa Don't Preach, Crazy For You, Music, Holiday. None of these songs are new songs. And I feel like this tour with the way that this ending section was
1: It was you for it. Yeah. It really was. After after Crazy For You, you're in love. You're in love with her again. Yep. Well you are throughout the tour, but this is just like and when she says I'm gonna sing this for my fans, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like You're there with her, and um, then
0: you're you're with the epitome of Madonna. You will, everyone in the room, Madonna fans, casual Madonna fans, and non-Madonna fans know all these songs. Yes, so it's not it's not like it's just something for the fans. It's not like it's just something for casual listeners. It's not it's not like they're throwing Vogue on the end. I mean, it is holiday, Mm -hmm. but you know these are songs that have stood the test of time and Mm -hmm. for them to be packed together in the last section of this show and to be performed the way that they were performed on the show, I think is again, it just, like you said, it's euphoric. It just makes me smile, honestly. Yes. And I'm having a great time while watching it. It's not that I don't have a great time otherwise, but it's like, these are, these are Madonna songs. If you were to poll a hundred people, I feel like, these songs are the ones that are going to show up. Not I rise. And she
1: man- <laughs> yes. I agree.
0: Um, well, let's talk a little bit about, I'm going to tell you secret. I'm going to tell you a secret was a companion piece to the reinvention tour. And it was a documentary much like, well, not much like truth or dare, um, but it yes. was a documentary film uh, directed by Jonas Ockerland She originally asked Alec Kishishian to direct it. And he he was pressing her on like, why do you want to do this? And her response was that I want to show people how much I've changed. And he's like, okay, so you just want to make an apology movie for Truth or Dare. And he's like, I don't want to do that. So he turned her down for that reason. They're still good friends and they still make movies together. But... I remember when Jonas was asked about what can we expect from this? And, he, and I remember his response. I believe, I can't remember where it was. I just remember him saying, this is going to be for the fans. The fans are going to get really excited over this. And I remember I won tickets. Oh, I didn't mention this for <laughs> Reinventor, but um, my seats, both nights that I went, I was in the pit both nights. So I won tickets from Icon uh, from my first night. And then I snuck my way into the pit on the second night. Even though I no. had tickets. And there was a moment during Don't Tell Me, she stared directly into my eyes for like maybe five seconds, but it felt like five minutes. I I didn't pay attention to anything else for that moment in time. I was just yes. mesmerized by that yes. second. By that. Uh, but uh, what was it? Oh, I won tickets from Icon to go see the premiere in New York. And so I live in Richmond, Virginia, which is about, depending on how fast you drive, depending on traffic, you could probably get there between five and a half and six and a half hours. Uh, so I drove to, it was it was a one up, go to see the movie, come back home. Um, so I got there. And I got to see the movie. Can I just say, though,
1: at least you had tickets this time. Yeah. Last time you drove to New York (laughs) to see you have no tickets.
0: (laughs) True. That's very true. Although when I showed up, they didn't have my name on the list. And I had to show them the email that I got from um, Johan, who took over the fan club around this time. And so they gave it to me. And I had my ex with me at the time. And I was like, I'm supposed to have a guest with me, too. And they're like, oh, well, we don't have that. And I'm like, well, we're here. And, they're like, and they just ended up giving us the ticket. Uh, but they gave us bags of popcorn with, like, logoed or branded bags of popcorn that had I'm going to tell you a secret cursive written on it. I don't think I saved it because it's all green. It's just like a regular bag of popcorn that you get at the movie theater that they just dump the popcorn in. So I don't think I saved it. I may have. I don't know. I'd have to check in my collection and madonna probably she sat in the very back row for so that she could easily leave and sneak out when no one was watching because that's exactly what she did um but she was like maybe Mm -hmm. 10 rows behind me and then a couple of the dancers are like two rows behind me and i just remember walking out of that theater feeling like you know i don't know if i need to be in as invested into madonna's personal life, and personal beliefs anymore. (laughs) Something about that movie just turned me off from really like buying into the whole mindset around Kabbalah and yoga and being humble because what I just ended up seeing is a woman who's just a regular person who has a job to influence millions of people. I think I had the light bulb moment watching that movie, where it's just like, okay, I can understand that, and I can understand where she's coming from. I can understand the direction she's going in life with her husband Guy, because there was this whole speech about her saying, you know, I'm I'm so glad to have uh, a husband who will challenge me and things like that, and then cut to you know, two three years later, them getting divorced, but um, yeah. But it, there was just something that hit me when I was watching that movie where it's like, I don't really care about your opinion about a Las Vegas hotel. I really want to see your process. and Because ma- I was excited at the first start of watching the film because you know, you're know, you watching the auditions, you're watching um, her and Stuart create the Beast Within track and everything and I thought we were going to get more of that I thought we were going to get more behind the scenes of creating this show not so much mm. her showing how much of a human she can be and I felt like that's what that that's what this documentary did it 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 went too much into the direction of I'm a human being I'm a human and look I'm going to take my dancers to watch a classical pianist play and it's just like at the end of the day, watching this tour and and, and remembering of how, how happy I felt, I wanted to feel more of that, and I didn't feel more of that after watching this documentary. And I might be in the complete minority when saying that, but there was just something about this documentary that I, that did not connect with me. And I have only watched it maybe once or twice since, and the only reason why I watch it is for the musical performances.
1: Wow, so... <laughs> That's that's pretty much, that's really different to my experience. Yeah, tell me, please. um, My partner, he's not a Madonna fan, Mm -hmm. never was. He thought um, she sang Physical by (laughs) Olivia (laughs) Newton-John. And then, um, so I met, well, I didn't make him. Well, I probably didn't make him watch this. Um, And I was actually really happy. Yeah. For the reasons you weren't happy, that she that he could see her as a, a human being, enlightened, um intelligent, um progressive. Um yeah. so I was actually proud of her when I watched it with him, because I think he saw her in in a way that he'd never before. He just thought she was some like silly pop star woman who he, he didn't really know about. Right. Especially the bit where, when, um, at the end, which, you know, when she goes to um, Israel and things like that, I think he, I was happy that he saw her in a, a completely different way. But for me, I actually like this person, whereas I don't know if I like the person in Truth or Dare, in Betty okay. Madonna, which, I, which I, I, ad- I adore her, don't get me wrong, and I think she's amazing, but I don't know if I actually liked that person. Mm-hmm. Whereas this per- this Madonna was like, Wow, yeah, you are. I, and and remember, she was living in the UK at the time. So in the UK we started seeing her every day in the newspapers in her tracksuit and yeah. stuff. And so she just did become like a more of a normal person. When she's in when she was in America, like think about the 80s, she never really did any interviews or promotional tours because she didn't need right. to. But when she was at this stage, um, anything you saw of her was just like well, for me anyway, it was just like, wow. And then to see her be so approachable, I think that's why she became popular in the UK because she did feel more approachable than when she was so many, the other side of the world in America. Yeah. So I almost felt like I related related to her more because she was living in the same city as me. She would see the same skyline as me. And then when she was talking about noble things, like you said, it put you off a little bit. But for me, it just cemented it a little bit more. Yeah. And that might may be why there was that divide between her success in America and her success in the UK. I know completely different sizes of country and fan base and things, but obviously the UK is closer to Europe. So maybe she was more accessible to Europeans at that point than she was to Americans.
0: True. I, I think it also has to do with me getting older too and trying to really feel like what i need for myself to continue to mature and grow and i don't think it lined up with her direction and i think up to that point in my life i always looked to madonna on how to live my life in order to be successful or in order and i think i was also i was going through when did this movie come out 2005 trying to think of how old i was <laughs> I think I was, (laughs) I was still in my 20s. Uh, Yeah. So I was almost 30. So I think I was getting into that mindset of you need to become your own person. You need to become your own adult. And the things that I gravitated towards were not things that Madonna was relating herself to because there was the whole thing around Kabbalah and, and then they went to Israel and I just did not connect with that because that's not
1: something i necessarily want to do no 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 but i didn't I, I didn't but because my partner did he was like oh wow so she, she is she's like um world wisely yeah and, you know what i mean she, she is aware of things whereas i i wasn't do you know what I mean i wasn't but it pleased me that she was pleasing him if that makes, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, if that makes well, sense well
0: i i think that's that's what we all want right we all want to Get validation in some way, where you know a lot of us grew up having to either hide our Madonna fandom or we were kind of like persecuted and bullied for it. Uh, and I think it's it's always great. And I would do this with my parents sometimes. I would make sure a song is playing while they were about to walk in the room or while we're. I did that too. <laughs> It's like, oh why is this? Exactly. This is a great yes. one. <laughs> so I I just remember um it it did always give me satisfaction when I saw someone else appreciating what I appreciated because it validated me to know that you know I can like things that have meaning to it, but it just happens to come from the same person that you see me always listening to stuff from. So Yeah and so for me though, I think where i was at my life it nothing really connected to me from this movie except the beginning and i think that's where i just that's where i started taking a step back and taking madonna off a pedestal so to speak you know she's still there or she's still on the pedestal for other people and i think that's great and i i love it when fans come together and people are Excited about all the work.
1: It 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 goes back to that analogy. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, mate. It goes back to that analogy what you said about like Madonna's like almost like a parent where at some point you you have to realize they are actually a human being. And this was it. And this was it for me.
0: And this this, um, kind of encapsulated that feeling for me is go ahead, go do your thing. I'm going to be over here. I'm going to be watching. Mm -hmm. And when I'm feeling the moment, I'll rejoin you. You know what I mean. I don't look back at this and think like, "Oh, this is so horrible." And uh, you know, I, I disassociate myself from anything that she did within this this documentary. I there's a lot of great moments in this documentary too. Um, oh, there's the whole point which when she says there's not room for two queens in this country. <laughs> well. <Yeah. laughs> Not anymore. Well now there's there's, there's plenty of room for you to move back there, Madonna. Um but yeah.
1: One of the great quotes is um when she says, um, do you smoke grass? Do you smoke weed? Could you do it yeah. less? <laughs> and they're all like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking there's no way in the past Madonna would have took any dancers on it to yeah. smoke weed. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um and then uh, th- there was the moment uh, Cloud got very a lot of coverage. here he was kind of like the ollie of this movie i i did appreciate the fact that when one of the dancers got cut and he was out in the hallway crying that she went out there and i guess like hugged him and then let him just okay you're part of the show yeah so i mean those moments i like i like the tender moments i don't like what feels forced and i feel like there's a lot of moments that feel very forced and very staged um, like her giving the guitar to cloud. I feel like that was very staged. And this is probably just me being very cynical, but I feel like that was staged. I feel like the whole thing with the the piano and the dinner was state, but, and not staged in like, well, yeah, of course you got film cameras, you got to find stuff to do, but more of like, I'm going to purposely, they need, they need to I purposely want to plan this moment to show how, how nice and good i am to other people. And i don't like it, I hate that. That's the part i hate. That, mm, because uh, yeah, i can get that. I think it's great that she does it, but i just i don't like it when it feels forced. And there's a lot of moments in this in this film where i feel like it was where it felt forced in a lot of ways. And maybe i'm wrong. And again, i know i'm probably in the minority for this, but i i love people that love this I would watch it again with a bunch of fans.
1: So going back to what you said about Jonas Arkland, because I've heard that mm-hmm. before as well, where he said it's an apology. So that makes me think that he knows her. Well, he's obviously friends with her. So he knows her. So what she was trying to show the public or show her fans wasn't the true reflection of what he sees. Because otherwise, why would he say um, it? So what film would he have wanted to make then, do you reckon?
0: Well, I can tell you what film I would have preferred him make. <laughs> I definitely would... I definitely (laughs) don't would not have wanted to see a a truth or dare or in bed with Madonna part two. I definitely would not want to see that. What I probably want to see is more of her creative process and um, how that ends up getting reflected on stage. So I want to know how did these themes come up? How did the costumings come up? Like, you know, I want to see her work ethic in play, and I don't think I got enough of that so you know
1: but that's but that's I would love to see that too but when you're making a film you've got to do it for the that's what the problem is with um the biopic if it ever gets yeah. made because the majority of people who are going to watch this are not going to be diehard Madonna fans like you and I so they do want to see your kids yeah they do want to see Lord as a Rocco with his sword and stuff like that and things so I, think, I think it's a hard balance to get but I think Jonas Auckland was trying to say, you're not that Madonna, so why why are you trying to pretend to be this Madonna? Does that make sense?
0: Well, she because, didn't have to pretend. If if this is who she is, then she doesn't really have to pretend that she's this person.
1: But, yeah, but if he's saying, you want to make this as an apology, I don't want to do that. Uh, Alec, Sorry, I want to show yeah, you why she really are know. That.
0: Alec is the one that said that. Alec is sh- she yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, Jonas yeah, yeah. was like, yeah, I'll do it.
1: Oh, I got the wrong way around. No, Sorry, you're yes. Good. Apologies. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But... I don't hate it. It's here's the thing I would recommend to a non Madonna fan who wants to get into Madonna, watch truth or dare. I would not recommend this one Mm. because I feel like this is for people that already know everything about her and just want to watch boring parts of her. what I would consider boring parts of her life. Um, (laughs) Like her argument with guy or, well, I don't know her taking a shit before the show is, was kind of funny too, but
1: um, <laughs> yeah, I disagree. I disagree, Wayne. I think to know Madonna, I think now it would be different. You'd need to have um, truth or dare. I'm going to tell you a secret, and you need to have this new one with this new Madonna, mm. whatever she is. I mean, it needs to be a new one because otherwise, you've already seen one section of of Madonna, whereas that section in I'm going to tell you a secret existed, it didn't did. it? Yeah. And this new that, but she doesn't exist anymore, she does doesn't. she? Doesn't does she even? Follow Kabbalah. Does she even follow Kabbalah anymore? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't. She never speaks about it. She never posts about it. I don't even I can't remember seeing her red string or anything, so I don't know. This one thing I wanted to say about um Oh yes. You met Willy Wonka,
0: didn't you? I did. We talk all the time now. <laughs> I did. I keep oh, forgetting. Cool. I keep forgetting some of these moments, and I meant to write this down. Yes, I met Willy Wanker. We we talk off and on. What, on did, what did he say about it? I didn't get into that discussion. I met him at the, the Pride event in New York City in June. I recognized him, but I wasn't sure if it was him. And I think I asked him like five minutes before the show started. I was like, wait, you're you're and I'm going to tell you a secret, right? And he's like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> and it, that's all. I left it there. So I haven't actually had that conversation with him yet.
1: Oh, you need to interview him just to see if it was reset up or whether it was just spontaneous, whether they just... Was... I can't imagine Guy, because Guy was in the car, wasn't he, drinking a Fanta or from something? From what I
0: understand, because I did read an interview that he did um, years ago where he said that... He, he did say it was... It wasn't necessarily s- staged. He knew that someone from the film wanted to talk to him, and he knew who Guy Ritchie uh, okay. was, and so when Guy Ritchie... Yeah you know rolled down the window and started talking to, he knew he was talking to guy richie mm. and he just answered as honestly as he could in the moment
1: one thing that i think worth mentioning is that um i'm going to tell you a secret came out during her next era so she was kicking off with confessions yeah. so she was a, a completely different madonna yep and then she was we was already revisiting the previous Madonna, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it was it was very weird because she showed up to the premiere wearing disco clothes. So you know, <laughs> hung really? hung up had just been released as this the first single from Confessions, and she's wearing kind of like this black sequin pantsuit outfit dress sort of thing. I mean she looked great. So the promotion for this movie wasn't, wasn't like a lot. MTV also showed the premiere on television. I believe, I think the night after uh, the premiere happened in New York City. But MTV cut out the Israel scene, and I think they cut that out just for time. They had to find something to cut because this movie is extremely long.
1: And it works; it works to finish. It almost feels like the Israel bit is is an added extra. On I think it's an extra on the DVD. This is
0: after the tour ended, which is very weird to me. That's another reason why kind of like some things just feel very set up. It's like your tour's over. Why? Wait, why why are we going to Israel? <laughs> yeah,
1: because does she not come down the stairs and say, "Hey guys, let's go to yeah. Israel." Yeah, not yeah. The
0: story, so <laughs> <laughs> It was just so weird, but yeah, during the movie was one of the tidbits that we luckily got on the CD version as well, which was the "I Love New York" because it was talked about when she performed at Live Eight. Oh yeah, and I was like, "Oh my god, I yes. love this" because it's. It felt like an extension of American life where it was like we're getting a lot of guitar-driven rock music. <laughs> and then when it comes on Confessions album, I'm like, wait, what is this? This is not the same song. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. What happened? <laughs> but
1: also, in the film, we also got that snippet of Your Honesty. Yeah, we did. When, they do, when they're doing like rehearsals mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, there's like an instrumental part of Your Honesty which then harks back to um, Remixed and Revisited so it does tie in together sort of
0: but there you have it, there's American Life Reinvention Tour and I'm Gonna Tell You a Secret fascinating (laughs) time in Madonna's career oh for sure, most Mm -hmm. definitely well Marvin this concludes our conversation around American Life I have really enjoyed getting to know you and and talking through and hearing why you like some of the things I don't and vice versa, because I think that makes us uh, a more well-rounded fan community to have understanding of why people like things and why people don't like things and that no one has to be right or wrong. It's just, it's just how we feel. And I think that's the most important thing I want to give listeners on this show is that, you know, don't have to agree on everything but it doesn't make us any less fans
1: definitely yes and it's like um i don't know if you go on forums and stuff like that but i um or oh, even like instagram and things i i i don't look at like um comments but sometimes you have to see what people are saying and yeah a lot of she gets a lot of hate i i do hear what a lot of fans are saying i i've got friends who are Madonna fans and some of some sort have of given up on her, to be honest. Others are, are die And to me, she's a constant. And I think it's really interesting what you said. Like, And I'll go back to that analogy when you said about... Um, she's almost become a parent where you don't agree with everything she does, but you're always going to love her. And whatever wherever she takes us in the, in the future, it's going to be interesting, if, if nothing else. And this era, American Life was was very interesting, wasn't it? <laughs> so
0: very. I mean, there's just a, <laughs> there's so much going on, and I I think that's a that's what I'm realizing as I do more of these shows and go through these albums is that there was so much happening during the time that you kind of forget about or maybe gloss over because um, because you know you're you're living in the moment right along with her, so you're just you know, setting your VCR or setting your DVR and kind of going along with it and catching the interviews and and seeing her on Will and Grace and, and, you know, just trying to stay with her. And I think a lot of people have had difficulty doing that as the years have gone by um, just because they don't like everything. That's why I have taken her off the highest pedestal in my life. I let someone else have that for her And I can just sit in the background and when something more interesting comes on, I'm going to jump up and start dancing. You know, probably like the last 10 plus years uh, of her work, I don't necessarily like get so incredibly excited over the way I used to for blind ambition and erotica. It doesn't mean that I don't enjoy it. I just, Mm -hmm. I'm also older too. So I have bad knees and I run out of breath easier. And the fact that I can see someone with a bad knee or a bad hip and is older and can overcome those things to give an audience a good performance, that still inspires me. She still inspires me to never give up and to keep working for what you want. And it doesn't matter what other people are going to say or think about it. And in those ways, um, that's how she has inspired me.
1: Thinking back on our, our whole chat about the American life era, I think the one thing that does stick out to me is that definitely in this stage of her life and this stage of her career, she wanted to be challenged. She was openly yeah. embracing it. She 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 needed it. And yep. um, does she still do that now? I, I think she does, but not not in the same way she did back then. I think now, I think she knows she's earned it. Do you know what I mean? She, yeah. I, think, I think back then she was working to earn earn something. If we go back to the song um, Easy Ride, for example, do you know what I mean? She's not had an easy ride, but I don't think she would have had it any other way. Right. But now, I know we're not talking about now, but now I almost want to say, but you don't just enjoy it now. But She's not going to, is she? She's just going to have a hard time In a different way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, let her go through what she needs to go through. It it honestly feels like right now she's trying to find her next round of inspiration. You know, I think she's just striking where she can, where she knows that she can make some sort of an impact. Mm. Maybe it's not the one that people want to see, like, you know, crawling under a bed with your ass sticking out and having that put on but saying magazine, that way
1: that reached but, so many non on the fans yeah but it, re- did it reach him in the right way
0: does but it did have it to do
1: it reach I've people in the right way so right guess, yeah yeah it doesn't that and yeah. that's why
0: and that's why i like talking to fans that have a different opinion than me because that's that to me just exemplifies what she's doing now you, you don't have to like it. There is some fan out there getting their rocks off, seeing what she's doing now yeah. and loving it. And yeah. there should be nothing wrong with that. You as a fan, just because you have invested so many years into your life, into being a fan does not mean that you are somehow owed something better. No. In your oh, cool. eyes. Yes. I think you, you know, this is her work and her passion and you know she's going to continue to find ways to deliver to an audience. Yes, I still think she she is trying to grasp for a number one spot on the billboards. Yes, I think she's going to continue to find ways to want to um, be accepted by the masses, but also still challenged by it. So uh, I think she's struggling because we we have become more of a culture that kind of embraces everything that everyone does but at the same time everyone also has an opinion about it and we have to hear and see everyone's Mm, comments and opinions which we didn't have as much it used to be the press that did all that yes and now and now it's everybody every fucking person has some sort of comment to say even if it's just hi madonna like and it's harder to sort through that kind of noise regardless if it's positive or negative so that's why for me I have to take myself out of it. And that's why I take her off that pedestal. I have to take myself out of it and just look at, okay, what do I want to get out of Mm -hmm. being a fan? And if me being a fan is, you know, just letting her do what she needs to do until she finds her next creative spark that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. So be it. And if she continues to do things that I don't necessarily, you know, uh, that don't appeal to me, you know, I don't have to listen to it. Yeah, because you've got I the can. back catalog. You've got all exactly the stuff from the
1: last forty years that you can enjoy, and you right. never, especially with with YouTube and stuff like that. You know, you can spend hours and hours just trolling for YouTube and just finding the stuff that you want to want to see. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I, I'm it's... not
0: expecting her to to rekindle any sort of flame. I am not expecting her to, you know. She's always going to impress me, and fans don't have to get into a war. No,
1: oh, like, gosh, no. You know,
0: no fans and fans. More fan than you, you know? are
1: because I spent more <laughs> money or I was here longer than you. No, it's not, right. not
0: Listen, if you don't, if you don't want to buy the six LP version of Finally Enough Love, don't you? Yeah. You know, no one's. I don't think people are less of a fan if they don't buy all the merchandise or if they don't listen to the new hung up single, or if they don't watch the new video, I'm not going to think you any less of a fan because I know from most of the people I interact with have been fans for years. And yeah, I, we talk about, you know, uh, this thing that she's doing now doesn't really impress me, but it doesn't have to. That's what I think. That's what it comes down to. And I think that should actually, uh, more a
1: testament to her
0: a testament a testament to her to inspiring me to not give a shit what people think mm. you know what I mean So she embodies that statement who gives a shit what people think of you yeah. so I also can't give a shit about what other people think when they give a shit about what she's doing, it's like, go complain to someone else. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't mind having a a conversation about like, oh, well, why don't you like that? Or what would Mm -hmm. you prefer? Or, you know, sometimes I'll say, well, yeah, it doesn't bother me. But yeah, of course, I'd rather have a deluxe edition of like a prayer come out right now. But Mm. that's not her plan. And it's it, I don't work for her. So I have I have like zero influence on and it's her also, and, I, and I have accepted that.
1: And it's also insulting to her, not personally, but insulting to her legacy that we would tell her. Imagine like um, in 1987 when Who's That Girl came out and the internet was on, yeah. the internet existed. The meltdowns that we would have, she's only got four songs on the album and the rest of it, we've got 24 hours, we've got like um, squinty, yeah. you know what I mean? We would go mad, but we didn't yeah. have the, luxury then we just accepted that she was an artist and she gave us her product we liked it or we didn't
0: right as she says in hollywood trip the station change the channel you don't yeah there's there's plenty of things from her back catalog that you can listen to Mm -hmm. or if there is another artist that's that's doing what you think she should be doing go listen
1: to them yeah (laughs) but there's not i i would
0: (laughs) very true <laughs> but you know like i would not get upset there's definitely sounds that i hear from other artists that you know i've had conversations with people like yeah it would be great if she kind of did something more like this because it, it matches what what you think might come from her next or something that she might be able to revisit like house music which she said she wants to do for her next album mm. but at the end of the day we could end up getting a a duet album with Kendrick Lamar. And I would would give it a listen. (laughs) And Britney Spears. Well, thank you again, Marvin, for coming on the show and talking about Reinvention Tour. And I'm going to tell you a secret. I think we uh, definitely scratched the surface about only having our our personal opinions um, (laughs) affect how we appreciate and cherish some of these projects that she's done.
1: We're all fans in our own way.
0: Or Fonz.
1: Fawns, yes, I love that. <laughs> There's no air in here. I'm going to die. <laughs> Open the door. Open this window door now. <laughs>
0: well, where can people say hi to you? Where can people find you? And I know that you have a new project coming out called Circles and Squares, so tell people about that too.
1: Oh yeah, thank you for that. It's, um, it's me and my friend Duncan. We've been working since lockdown creating tracks, um, making music, and yeah, we're going to be putting content on um, on Instagram at first, and then hopefully following on onto um, the platform. So you, you can find us on there on Circles and Squares UK, and you can find me on Marvin, nineteen seventy-seven. Marvin is with a Y. I hate saying that, but yeah, Marvin M A R V. It's unique.
0: People don't, it, yeah, usually know it to be spelled like that, so it should be easy to
1: find. Yes, well, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Wayne, so much for this opportunity. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed um, chatting to you. It's it's really nice um, to speak. To a fellow fan and someone who lives in a different place from me. Um, we are the same age, so we've come from the same same stage in Madonna's career, but yeah, it, it's been a pleasure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Likewise. And I hope to stay in contact with you. I can't wait to see your new project. Let me know when that stuff starts getting released because I really want to hear it. Cool. Well, thank you. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will
1: hopefully talk to you soon. Okay, right. that's a win. Bye.
0: Please be sure to like, subscribe, rate, and review the Madonna Get Together on your favorite podcast streaming platform. And be sure to follow on Instagram at Madonna MadonnaGetTogether. Until then, my beautiful strangers.